DiscerningHearts.com presents The Life of St. Benedict with Father Mauritius Vildi. Father Mauritius did his philosophical, theological, and doctoral studies in Europe. He's the author of numerous books, including I Want to Understand You, Encountering Foreign Worlds with the Little Prince, and On the Way, Benedict's Journey for Spiritual Maturity. Father Mauritius serves as the prior of St. Anselmo's in Rome, The Life of St. Benedict. With Father Mauritius Fildi, I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome, Father Mauritius. Thank you, Chris, for having me. Where do we find ourselves in the journey we've undertaken in the life of St. Benedict? We went together with St. Benedict and kind of faced many different difficulties that he had to um, deal with. As you remember, we... He had to let go his father, his studies, and finally Rome. He went to Subiaco, but before this, he had to leave behind his nurse, his kind of second-chance mother he had. He escaped secretly from her, and because he didn't want to be praised as a saint, and then we looked at the fixations that he had to go through, that he thought he could live without any help, he had to let go of this. He had to. He forgot about the church and the the date of Easter. He was uh, became detached from his culture because he lived like a wild animal. And finally, also had to to face a, a severe uh, sexual temptation. And by God's grace, he was able to overcome this. And finally, he had to struggle with with power issues. So, kind of. Things that everybody, every human being has to deal with in a way. So St. Benedict was really a person and uh, a man who was very down to earth and had to go through all this. And today I want to focus together with you on, on a wonderful point of this story when all these temptations, these struggles, these lessons he had to learn come to a rest, come not to an end, but kind of wind down to a point where there is peace. So we read in the biography written by St. Gregory the Great, Benedict went back to the wilderness he loved to live alone with himself in the presence of his heavenly Father. So this is the point. When you read the story of St. Benedict, you feel Oh, this is the first time when he can breathe. Mm. And this wording here uh, is so beautiful. Gregory writes, Habitare secum, he was dwelling by himself. To dwell by himself. And I think it's worth to reflect a little bit on this. What does this mean, to dwell by myself? Because we all, Benedictines and Oblates and people who seek God, are invited to take a similar route and to finally come to this point when we dwell by ourselves. This passage reminds me of uh, St. Augustine when he says in his Confessions, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. So there's a point when we will be able 
to find rest and peace in the Lord. We know from the mystics, the mystical tradition, that there are three ways how to come closer to the Lord. The way of purification, the way of illumination, and the way of union. So the first stage to become a saint, you can say, is the way of purification. And as we see St. Benedict uh, traveling his journey, he has come to a point where his soul has become pure and open, so open so as is, that he is able to receive the Lord fully. And this makes this a feeling of dwelling by myself. The mystic Meister Eckhart from the 13th and 14th century German mystic, he said, where the human being goes out, God goes in. As long as you cling to yourself, you hinder God to enter. So St. Benedict had to let go all what we could call the ego, which is not his real and true soul. And we all have this kind of ego that plays around and, and wants to be so important. And it is, in a way, it is important. But in order to become open to God, we have to let this go and to let God come in. And this is the point where Jesus and God dwell in us. It's a wonderful, wonderful dwelling. St. Augustine says, God is more intimate to me than I am to myself. So when, when I go out, God comes in. And then you could think, oh, God is in me now, but is he really me? No, he's even more me. He's more myself than I could ever be. So he is more intimate to me than I am to myself. This is how St. Augustine puts it. This might, might have been the situation where St. Benedict found himself. He found, now I'm dwelling by myself, and this is the same as dwelling with God. So we could ask ourselves, where do we dwell? Where do I live? Not only live, but dwell. What is the space that I occupy where I am? You know, as a young adult, for example, you are so proud if you have your first own room. If you, before, you may have shared the room with your siblings, and then you have your own room. Wow, that's something. Here you can see that people like to have their own room. Later, you may be proud to have your own apartment. Or later, even if possible, your own house. That's a beautiful thing to have the, the own house. So here you can see that our soul really longs for a place where just we live, nobody else, which is really our place, our house, our home, our dwelling place. So we should really look for this room where we are at home. St. Benedict had reached this point where he is at home. 
Actually, from that day on, when you know where your home is in your heart, you can move wherever you want. doesn't matter. You can go to the end of the world. You always will be at home because God dwells in your heart. You are at home where God is at home. This is kind of the, the secret to find this peace and this freedom. Let God come into your heart and let him dwell in you. The Psalms, these wonderful prayers of the Old Testament, they chant about it and speak about it. For example, Psalm 48. How lovely is your dwelling place. Lord Almighty. You might now think about a church or chapel, God's dwelling place, but we can also apply this psalm and this thought to our own heart, where God wants to take his dwelling. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow has a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God then dwell in the tents of the wicked. So it's so important where you dwell, where you live. The psalmist rather would like to be at the, at the door of God's house than to be nice and cozy somewhere in, in the house of, of a bad person. Everything you've spoken of seems to point to the great virtue spoken in the role of humility. We can see it, can't we, in Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary, as the real model for what you've just said, I mean, of, of one who allowed God to dwell literally in her. Yes. There's none other person on the earth where you can read this so well. Uh, Mary provided her body, her soul, herself, for Jesus, for his coming, and made herself a dwelling place for Jesus, literally, as you said, physically. So she could, she could feel it. She, she was it. She was a temple of God. She was a house of God. She probably wouldn't have said temple, <laughs> because as you said, it's, it's a matter of humility. When, when you have encountered God as he is, it makes you humble. You cannot be proud anymore. It humbles you. As Mary uh, uttered it in the Magnificat, it humbled her, knowing that God wanted to dwell in her. There's a, a real trap we can fall into, isn't there, Father Mauritius, where we think we're humble or we would desire to think we are. And that in itself is almost a false humility because we can 
we can be susceptible to all of the the things that Saint Benedict experienced in those early years of his formation, essentially. Yes, I agree. Especially if we are good in spiritual exercises and works. So if, if we are good Christians, good Catholics, we probably really are good Catholics and good Christians, but still, sometimes God wants us to go beyond in terms of he surprises us that we have to let go things that we thought are still very important. So pride actually is is the demon that is the hardest to fight against. This is what the the old uh, the ancient uh, monks and desert fathers always say, you know, that you have these eight demons and the one who is is hardest to conquer is is pride because he's kind of the last one. So when you have when you have overcome many many temptations and when you really have become a good person and then you think, wow, now I've got it. <laughs> and here we are here we go. Here is another demon working. It's it's pride. And so when we look at Saint Benedict at this point when he was dwelling by himself we shouldn't imagine this as a kind of situation of enlightenment, ecstasy, whatever, or super holy prayer or whatever. It's probably more something quiet, in a way very normal, nothing special. You know, we all long for this peace. We all long for this moment of, now we are at peace, now we are at home. But the funny thing is, it, at least it's my experience, when we, by God's grace, have these moments, it is sometimes in the midst of our daily lives and of our day-to-day life, it's, it's not the very special moments of enlightenment or, or something like this. All the mystics say that, the same thing. They say, don't expect and don't wait for the super awesome, ecstatic, exciting experience. Now I have got Jesus. Now I have seen him. I must tell you. Okay, just tell me. Uh, So it's mostly rather a situation where we find ourselves at peace. There's, There's a sense of, yeah, let's, Let's try to describe this moment because it's it's good to kind of to to look for this moment. It's a moment of satisfaction, of harmony, so things fall together. There are no tensions anymore in our soul. There's a clarity, serenity, and in a way, again, nothing special, because this is the mystery of the incarnation. God became man. God wanted to dwell in a human being, Mary, and among us. So nothing special. Mary, us. He wanted to be with us. He wanted to be one of us. He didn't want us to look for extraordinary things. He wanted that we love God in our hearts, in our communities, in the middle of our daily life. 
So in this sense, it can be sometimes really surprising that we reach this stage of, of peace and dwelling by ourselves. All of a sudden, it's, it's really a grace. We cannot make it because God comes and dwells in us. That all of a sudden we find this peace. And that is wonderful. And I would recommend you, if you find yourself in this situation, try to, to stay there. Try to dwell there. Try not to go on with other things and other stuffs or to reflect on it or to, to, to con find it confirmed by somebody. Just stay there. And we don't have any guarantee kind of how long <laughs> this is going on. This is not important at all because you kind of touch eternity at this very moment. And this is enough. Actually, it's enough to experience this for just half of a second. <laughs> it will be enough. The quality is important. And then look for this quality in your, in your whole life and try to reach it again. And try to purify yourself to make yourself available and open for, for God's coming. We'll return to The Life of St. Benedict with Father Mauritius Vildi in just a moment. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app where you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Monsignor John Essef, Deacon James Keating, Father Donald Haggerty, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more. They're all available on the free Discerning Hearts app. Over 3,000 spiritual formation programs and prayers, all available to you with no hidden fees or subscriptions. Did you also know that you can listen to Discerning Hearts programming wherever you download your favorite podcasts, like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, even on Audible, as well as numerous other worldwide podcast streaming platforms. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has a YouTube channel, be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts Catholic Podcasts dedicated to those on the spiritual journey. In the Holy Rule, St. Benedict, you have said, Listen, O my son, to the precepts of the Master, and incline the ear of your heart, and cheerfully receive and faithfully execute the admonitions of your loving Father that by the toil of obedience you may return to him from whom by the sloth of disobedience you have gone away. To you, therefore, my speech is now directed, who, giving up your own will, take up the strong and most excellent arms of obedience to do battle for Christ the Lord, the true King. O Holy Father St. Benedict, pray for us. Amen. An easy way to help Discerning Hearts is to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our Instagram and Facebook pages are vibrant spaces where you can engage with daily inspirational quotes from the saints, streaming DH broadcast encounters, and updates about our latest offerings. On our YouTube channel, you'll find a treasure trove of video podcasts, interviews, guided meditations and prayers, and reflections from renowned spiritual leaders. These resources are carefully curated to provide guidance, wisdom, and insights that can help you discern life's challenges with a sense of purpose and peace. By subscribing, following, and engaging with Discerning Hearts on these platforms, you're not only enriching your own spiritual journey, but also helping to spread awareness of our mission. Every like, share, and comment helps us reach more people who are seeking meaningful growth and connection. So, 
Please take a moment to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well and then share with a friend. Join the Discerning Hearts community and embark on a transformative spiritual journey alongside fellow seekers. Your engagement not only benefits you, but also contributes to the growth and impact of Discerning Hearts. We now return to The Life of St. Benedict with Father Mauritius Fildi. Do you suppose we could be susceptible to a trap when we think there is a technique or something that can get us to there, to that point? You know, as demonstrated by the life of St. Benedict, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Father Mauritius, but it was more of his letting go in his life experience and allowing God to enter into all those moments mm-hmm. that brought him to this mm-hmm. point. I agree. We all have to start with techniques. And it's good if we teach our children and ourselves techniques of prayer, of meditation, of coming closer to the Lord. It cannot be practical enough. But then we shouldn't be surprised if kind of God sometimes kind of takes the rosary out of our hands, kind of as, I say this as an image now, you know, mm-hmm. um, and wants to lead us to to a place that is kind of beyond. And that does not mean that all our efforts that we did in praying the rosary, praying the Our Father, doing our morning and evening prayers, going to the Holy Eucharist, doing the Eucharistic adoration. This all was not only not in vain, it kind of prepared the path for the Lord. It's actually the path where he is coming. But we should, we should not think here, this was your question, we should not think that we could make him come with this. As long as we think this, we are still caught by pride. It's not about us, it's about him. So if he wants to come, he comes. Our part is to make ourselves available with all these techniques and means. But again, I'm not sure if this helps as a recommendation, but at least from my experience, as we go through different stages of our lives, the means and the techniques of prayer, of meditation, of spiritual seeking may change as we change. So sometimes we have to let go one means in order to find another one. Basically, I think we will always need these techniques. We will always need uh, very practical ways to to pray and to lift up our hearts to the Lord. You know, I I I don't believe in kind of uh, spirituality that says, okay, if we have reached this point where we have peace and God is dwelling in us, everything is okay, then we are kind of free and can do what we want. We don't have to go to Mass anymore, whatever. That would be just dumb, you know. Actually, as you said, we on this journey we learn even more to be humble. And that means we know that we need all these uh, practices, that we need to go to confession, that we need to receive the Lord in the Holy Communion, that we need to do charitable works, that we need to fast, that we need to keep silence. This is so important. You know, when, when, you, when you encounter old, experienced monks, Again, 
they don't do anything special. They just do their, duly, uh, their daily duties as monks. That means they pray five, five times a day, they have the Lexio Divina, they do their handiwork, that's all they do. Nothing special. But you can see they radiate this presence of God in their heart. I'm always suspicious when kind of people are super holy or super spiritual. Uh, there's mostly a lot of ego involved. The people that are really kind of overflowing from God, they are often very, and you, we know all this from the saints, they are mostly simple people. They are people who just do their daily jobs. They just stick to the, the relations they have themselves committed to. That's all they do. And they continue with their religious practices. But you can, you can notice a difference if somebody, if these practices kind of flow out of this piece or it is more kind of a secondary thing so that they have learned it and they do it, which is okay, which is good, but it's only kind of a beginning. And here from St. Benedict we can learn that after this long journey of acting out his desires, taking them back, restraining from them, being attached, becoming detached, all these struggles, which is part of spiritual life. And probably most of, most of us will be <laughs> in this stage for, for, for years and decades in our life. So I'm not sure if we all reach this. I hope uh, that we can reach this, this point. But this is just given by grace that we can experience this, this peace. We began our conversation essentially reflecting on dwelling with myself as St. Benedict learned to dwell with himself. And it just from what you've spoken of, it's that finding that peaceful place that when that, that image of Christ knocking at the door mm. to your dwelling place, that you're, prepared, you're listening, you're prepared to let him in. And there's nothing else there except you and him. And that sounds as though that is the, the goal or the, the desire that we hope to have. We can only try to be ready for his coming, try to stay awake at the door, and we will rejoice if we hear him knocking. And we will, because he says, if you ask, for me, I will come. If you seek me, I, I will. you can find me. Let us just for a moment still again dwell in this situation, what it means to dwell together with God in one room. One of the most beautiful books of the Holy Scripture is the Song of Songs. And as we know, we can apply these beautiful songs to or use them to understand better the relationship between Christ and our own soul, our own heart. So the Song of Songs says at one point, while the king rests in his own room, my nard yields its perfume. The king has brought me into his room. In his longed-for shade I am seated. He has taken me to his banquet hall. So in the, in the first verse, you have kind of 
You are still outside, he is inside. While the king rests in his own room, my nard yields its perfume. So kind of, this is what we can do. We can kind of make ourselves beautiful, <laughs> make ourselves smell good, or, or, you know, that he, that he loves us to, to let us in. But he's already there. And knowing this is so important, he's there. He, he's just around the corner. He's just in the next room. And then the king has brought me into his room. So he, as you said, he opens the door. He knocks. The door opens. In his longed-for shade, I am seated. Also another beautiful image. We are not exposed to this heat anymore and to the sun. We sit in his shade. It's a peaceful image. He has taken me to his banquet hall. And then the banquet follows and the wedding follows. This would be already kind of the fourth stage of, of the mystical way, the via unionis or unitiva, the way of union. Now Christ and the soul become one. This is the moment Probably in, in St. Benedict's life, this was the moment where for the first time he, be, he felt himself being one with God. This is the place where we should try to finally get and to, to be with the Lord. Final thoughts, Father Mauritius? Yes, a final thought. <laughs> in a way, what I just said is how we Christians imagine heaven. And we write on our gravestones, rest in peace. And here we have these two words, rest. Our soul comes to rest in peace. There's peace. So this is how we imagine heaven, to dwell with the Lord. And we hear in the Gospel of John that Jesus went ahead of us to prepare rooms for us. You know, that we have a room where we can dwell together with him. So for all of us, it's a little bit too early to think about this. We still have to, <laughs> to, to stay here on earth and to find our dwelling here with our um, brothers and sisters. But Jesus already wants to dwell with us in this life. But finally, when he calls us to the other life, it will be wonderful. Beautiful. Thank you, Father Mauritius. You're welcome. You've been listening to The Life of St. Benedict with Father Mauritius Feldy. To hear and or to download this program, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to offer authentic and rock-solid spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. And most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for The Life of St. Benedict with Father Mauritius Fildi.